Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Hello and welcome to the Manchester Football Social. This is Wednesday night and we call it the Wednesday Club. My name is John McGrath. Do do that, Joe? I don't know why. I think it's because on a Wednesday and we think we're a bit of a club. I am joining the studio on the blue side of Manchester by Ian Cheeseman. Hello, Ian. Hello. Oh, Eklin already. <laughs> Eklin blue already. Cheeseman. Blue Cheeseman. And the red side. Reeking Eklin. of Stilton, getting ready for Christmas. <laughs> yeah, it does smell of Stilton, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, and the red Come side, Steve Shanyaski. Hello, Steve. Right, yeah. Gentlemen, are we okay? Ready for an hour of chat? We are pre-recorded today so don't text in uh, or send any abuse uh, just Ian's way uh, this is uh, today's show and how it's going to go obviously we've got two Champions League games tonight for both Manchester clubs we'll be previewing them for you we'll also be talking about last night's games all four English clubs through to the next round can we start to see now the money of the Premier League going through to Europe uh, we're also going to be talking as well about a little game happening on the weekend that every, involves every single cl- um, come sort on of, you Reds yeah, you got United <laughs> against Liverpool happening on the weekend Weekend. But maybe Ian Cheeseman might just be uh, supporting Manchester United this weekend. But we don't oh, know no, yet. I said Reds. We I'm don't know yet. We don't know yet. In the words of we'll... Keegan, you would love it if we won. Yeah, we will ask Ian all that as well. Uh, just because we're pre-recorded doesn't mean you can't get involved in the chat. You can always uh, message us XS Manchester on Twitter and MCR Footy Social. That is the Manchester Football Social uh, Twitter as well. We're always on that. We're always interacting with you as well. So if you've got any points you want to make, uh, make sure you make them, and we'll respond to you. Uh, uh, you know, ASAP. So, let's start with uh, last night's games, boys. Uh, I know, Steve, you watched it. Uh, Liverpool's triumphant 1-0 win against Napoli. Yeah, I watched Liverpool in uh, in wonder about what we're going to face this weekend kind of thing. I know it's always different with a Champions League game. I always tweak the teams a bit. It's always a different, you know, strategy and all that. But, um, yeah, to say I'm optimistic would be an utter lie. <laughs> <laughs> Based on last night. Well, I, yeah, just just based on United's form and Liverpool's form currently at the moment, kind of thing. I know we beat Fulham four one, but it's Fulham. You know what I mean? It's, this is. I'm excited about the test. The test of United against Liverpool is what I'm most I'm excited about because the test. The, the test, test because it's about you know this this is this is what we should have been hoping for to you know to be competing against Liverpool and City and all that. Well, one day you can aspire to that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, one year, one season. <laughs> I don't know what the heck's going on at the moment. It's just awful, but um yeah. So that, in that sense, that's why I was watching it. And I must admit, I don't like watching it. <laughs> I'm not, I, can't, I can't sit there and watch Liverpool and not go, 
It just seems to me now for Liverpool Liverpool at the minute, which is unfortunate, it just seems that everything seems to be just falling for them. They needed a 1-0 victory last night. They needed Napoli not to score because that would have obviously meant they need to win by two clear goals. And what did they do? Mo Salah scores this goal. And I don't know if you've seen it. The goalkeeper was horrendous. It just goes straight through his legs. They get the 1-0 and they just hold out for the rest of the game. And you're thinking, maybe, just maybe, stuff is just happening to them. If United needed a 1-0 win... Uh, last night it would never have happened in a million years do you really believe that stuff Joe I kind of do you know you're scratching it out really do do. really believe that I really believe somewhere deep down I really believe the footballing gods were just working no I do not believe they'll go all the way I just believe that they needed to get the job done last night and they just did it whereas if United need if United needed to do the job last night it wouldn't have been as simple is is that not just because United are not as good as Liverpool it could be that but there there were certain things that why did Liverpool win by more goals last night why did they get... need to? But, yeah, that's, that's what <laughs> I mean. yeah, but it wasn't in their minds. No, just go, we're just going to win by one goal. They, believe me, they were trying. They were trying. But uh, and also he trying. had an he had a cracking say. He had a, I know you try all the time. You do, but but yeah, they had a cracking <laughs> save at the end of the game of Allison and that and um, they seemed to be loading up. That was the big thing. But watching the game, Liverpool had a lot of chances and happily had had less chances. But what I will say about Liverpool is they kind of come at you in a trident constantly. Striker and two wingers, and Salah being the right winger, that is he he's the key to everything. That guy, really. The rest of them, the other players are okay, but Salah. I mean, he made that goal himself. He seems to he seems to just run at players. And if our defense isn't sharp, and if if we've got Pogba on the pitch and he's not prepared to to press, then we're in big trouble because. The only way to stop that is to get in front of it and, and smash it out of the way because he, he will just keep coming at you at pace. We will Salah. preview uh, Liverpool and Manchester United coming up. Uh, just want to talk a bit on Tottenham, their achievement. They were getting a one-all draw at the new Camp. Although Messi and Suarez weren't obviously in action. And Busquets. Yeah, and Busquets. Um, a terrific <laughs> performance. Apparently one of the best seen in years from an English club over in uh, in the new Camp. Uh, I mean, all four teams are through, Ian. And the yeah. question I sort of put to you before the show is, is this a sort of... Do you think it's to do with the money that the English clubs are getting or is the English way of football now you know with clubs trying to compete with Pep Guardiola's Manchester City uh, is that making us stand out above uh, other European clubs well you can't ignore the money issue I mean money's at the root of it all and it always has been uh, unless the game's amateur then money will always be central to it all so the fact that the Premier League probably has more money going into it as a result of Sky and BT and all the rest of it Um, definitely plays a part because now so many of Europe's best players are playing in the Premier League. There are six elite clubs. I do include United in that still. The irony to this is Spurs haven't haven't really spent, have they? And yet they're up there. And also they're they're coming into form as well. That's a very good point. Thank you. But what I would certainly say... Thank you, Ian. (laughs) I wasn't meant to say... My one of the show, I've burnt burnt that up. (laughs) Steve's good point. I've burnt my one one good point already. Oh, damn. No, no, but I mean, even the players that they've got in previous years, Spurs might have lost those players when we don't know for sure, but Real Madrid or Barcelona might... Might have come in Vary Kane or Deli Ali or whoever they sit on Christian Eriksen yeah, or something yeah, yeah. like that. Four, really. But they but they haven't they, they've been able to hold on to me. It feels like Tottenham are now in the same position Arsenal were uh, in the Wenger years when the people kept saying, Why are Arsenal not spending? Well come on, duh, it's not hard to work out, is it? They just spent a lot of money on a stadium like Arsenal did. Mm. They've got to rein it in. They're not gonna sort of go on a on a 
you know, a stand and say, uh, by the way, everybody, football world, we're not going to spend for a while. Because that you you don't give the game away. But it's clearly what's happening. But I still think they'll be paying a lot more wages, for example. Wages is a big part of of football. Yeah. And and those wages, um, the the top six, and United actually the biggest spenders. What what position are they in the it's, league? About tenth. Oh, here we go. Something. He's digging at you. Is it eighth or ninth? I think it's oh. better than tenth, mate. I think, I think you're uh, I think you're in underestimating the, the. They're in the top half of the table. Yeah, right? mate, we're amazing. I think they're actually six. We're the or best seven, team but... that's ever been eighth. <laughs> but the, the, no, the point being, of course, that I bet you the six top yeah. six teams in the Premier League are probably the six of of the top eight or nine. European wage payers. Mm-hmm. So that's and that's because of Sky, that's because of BT, that's because of the money that it comes in because of Premier League being so high profile. So that yeah, in answer to your question, Joe, that has to make a big difference. I will say this though, with football, and it's always been the case, there's a shift in power. So City are at the top at the moment, and now and obviously Liverpool are, are, are trying to you know pass them with you know the top of the league this week, but now we're thinking, oh, this is this is actually it's a better. Sometimes it's a better situation to be to be chasing. You're more motivated as a human being or an animal. You know when you when you're running around naked in the woods. <laughs> <laughs> Which sinks most of the boxes in your imagination. Um, and then you've got... <laughs> can, I, can I consult the lawyer, please? <laughs> uh, United, I'd say, but more the point. And now look at United. They're, they're just, it's, do you know what? It's a bizarre thing that we're just sat there. And I think it's all bred from arrogance. And I've got this, this thing in my head, right? Have you ever seen, you ever been for a walk in, the, in Edale, right? And you're in the hills. Lovely. You got you got a lot what of dark image. thoughts you need to get rid of, so you go for a lot of walks up there, I imagine. So <laughs> And then you then, see then you see, for some weird reason, like a goat on a ledge of a hill. And you're oh, looking yeah. at it thinking Where's this going? Hang Where on, is this going? You, and you look at it and you think, what how on earth has that ended up there? It looks like it's been helicopter lifted into it. You can't see a route in. You can't see a route out, but it's there, and it's going. Ugh. You know how um, sheep's make them weird. Is the program finished yet? By the way, we we need to learn now. Two more Good night. See you next week. What? That is United for me. How on earth have they got to that spot that they're at? They're on the ledge. You know, eventually they're going to get back up to the top. You know, they're not going to die. You don't. You don't know how they've ended up there, but it's it's there because the sheep or the goat is just so arrogant. It just wanders into that spot. And now it needs to get out of there. And if you watch it for long enough, but you've got better things to do with your life, like all of us, we want this season just to end because next season, the season after that, you know full well we're going to be back at the top. But at the moment, we're a goat on a ledge making a ridiculous noise that nobody can be bothered watching. But That's what about what the saying. Champions League? The Champions League, Steve, is just a knockout <laughs> tournament. Anything can happen over 90 minutes of football over two legs. Is there any hope that Manchester United's season could have some sort of revival? Right. It might be the only way to get into Champions League football next season is to win the thing. Is gonna, there any we're hope? Win the your... champ- we're going to win the Champions League, are we? Do you think? I don't. This I is the question I'm asking you. We could. We could even beat what Bournemouth. <laughs> We almost lost to Newcastle, and we, we, you know, we're going to be up at Barcelona or something. Like that. It ain't going to happen, is it? Let's face facts. Here's a weird thing, though. Um, Pogba's playing tonight. Pogba's starting to the nightmare of all, but he's starting. My my suspicion is he's actually testing him out his motivation, his ability for the game on Sunday. Because the one thing about Pogba is 
in my mind, he is motivated by the chance that if he plays well in a big game, people look at him and he can move elsewhere or something. United, he clearly isn't motivated by it. He doesn't want to play for us. He doesn't. He, he can barely. He never presses. He's just. He has a one one in four decent game. My suspicion is he wants to play him on Sunday because he knows that he can raise to a big game. He knows that, like he did in the World Cup final. That's his proven track record. That's the kind of player he is. He'll raise to a big game. But the way he's been playing recently, you wouldn't ex- wouldn't expect him to raise anything. He's been utterly awful, really, and demotivated. So I'm thinking the weird thing is he's using this Champions League game to test Pogba out to see if he's ready to play against Liverpool. What we, a weird concept that is. You talked about his pressing game and whether you know that that's been missing and everything. And both of you two can answer this one because I haven't watched a lot of Pogba when he was at Juventus. I had met, I saw him in certain semi-finals yeah. of the Champions League. You know, it is. Pressing has never been part of his game, has it? Or have I missed something? Okay, I get you. I I, I, I always thought I at, just... at Juventus, his style, as it were, was to have other runners, almost like the quarterback. Now, correct me if I'm wrong. I'm happy to be I corrected. Get, I get But you. I always thought he was more of a quarterback type of player. And that doesn't suit Mourinho. And it certainly wouldn't suit no. Guardiola's style. That's absolutely dead right. I think the strategy and the way that Mourinho plays, uh, which is mostly defence an occasional break-in attack. That's his key to it all. That's the core to it all, isn't it? It's strong defence, defensive midfield, pressing, and then and then on the break seems to be the way he wants to play. His other thing is he wants to score two as quickly as possible and then just put part the bus. That's mm-hmm. the way Mourinho wants to play. Cam Pogba, he, he doesn't fit in that because he, he just seems utterly unable to want to get the ball back after he loses it. And he loses it more than any... 27 times he lost the ball last week. 27 times. And you counted every single one, Steve. No, but there's Let's a guy at one of the TV shows that does, does that for you. Yeah, exactly. I don't know who has certain jobs to do that. Let's rein it back in back to the Champions League. We'll speak more about uh, United later on. Um, looking at the four clubs that have gone forward from England, uh, from uh, the Premier League to the next stage of Champions League reminds me of... United's um, run of great Champions League runs in the sort of 2008 2009, okay. when a lot of the semi finals and a lot of the finals were against English clubs. Now, you, yeah. Man City, got this uh, last year with the quarterfinals against Liverpool. Do you, do you like the idea that you could face a, a Tottenham or a Liverpool in the semi finals? Or is that not what Champions League is about? Do you want to be facing Barcelona? Do you want to be facing Juventus, like obviously United in 99? Because there was something really weird about it as a kid watching the Champions League in 2008 or 9, and we had to be Arsenal in the semi finals, then go on and play Chelsea in the final. It was more, what's, what is more like an FA Cup than it was uh, the European game. I, I don't really know what you feel about that. Well, team. obviously, I travel to all of the European away games and uh, and, and I love going to those yeah. European, and they feel like European games. Going to Anfield last year in the quarterfinals, forget the result, forget the bus bricking and all that. Just talking about what you're asking me. Going to Liverpool didn't feel like a European game. It felt like, like you said, an FA Cup or a big uh, Premier League game or something like that. And it it makes no difference what I think because there are four English teams in there. That's a quarter of the teams. That's right, yeah, quarter of the teams that are left. Bit of Carol Vorderman there for you, really. Don't think we can meet an English club, though. Not in the the last 16. Not in the last 16. No, they're all separated. But, no, I, 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 I... prefer to see you know European challenges if yeah. possible yeah. yeah and and also the other thing is as a, as a supporter I'm sure you'd agree with me Steve and you and you Joe if you go out like City did to Liverpool last year 
it actually is worse than if you'd gone out to Real Madrid yeah, or yeah, Barcelona yeah. or whatever. So, you know, all right. It's way worse. You don't want to lose, but you don't certainly don't want to lose to one of your main rivals in this country, do you? So, obviously, if, if we'd have won the game, it might have been different, but... Nah. You manage to find a bus driver to take you there if, if you do play him again. Because I bet they'd all turn that down. <laughs> nah, you're all right, mate. <laughs> uh, Champions League return tonight as Manchester City and Manchester United are both in action. We're going to be obviously previewing that uh, as well as talking about uh, Manchester United's big game on the weekend against Liverpool. Lots and lots to talk about as well uh, on the Wednesday Club. This is the Manchester Football Social. Thank you very much for listening. We're going to take a little break. Little break, obviously. That's what I meant to say, isn't it, Steve? Yeah, little, little brick. Little brick. Little, no. bri- little, little, little break. Follow the yellow brick road. Exactly. Uh, we'll be right back after this. Hello and welcome back to the Wednesday Club. This is the Manchester Football Social. Thank you very much for listening. Always download the podcast as well. Uh, Steve, you like to listen to the podcast in the bath of the Manchester Football Social? Hey, mate, I haven't had a bath in years. <laughs> I, uh, I listen to tell. it. I do listen to it when I'm driving to gigs. I absolutely love the the Thursday. Uh, the full time Devils is awesome. Listen to them people just ringing in. It's just uh, yeah, it is chaos, chaos. And yeah, uh, chaos. you leave a lot of City fans like that program. Yeah, that do you know what? Like <laughs> weirdly, weirdly uh, a lot of City fans also. Also tune in to the full-time Devils takeover because we get about 10-15 United fans on. Never positive, are they, Steve? No, never no, positive. It's a tough. It's been a tough season. Should we need we to say. get Alex Boardman on there. He'd be positive. Yeah, he would be. Do you know what? Even <laughs> last Wednesday club, go and get the podcast. I think we broke Alex Boardman. So if you don't know much about the Wednesday team, it's myself, Steve, Alex and Ian and Steve and Alex on uh, rotation. Steve says it how it is and how he feels. Alex always has a positive spin Glass half full. to Manchester United's uh, season. However, uh, Ian, you, I think uh, he was broken last week. Do you really? agree? Do you not remember? Do you not remember? He, oh, yeah, he admitted. The, when, yeah. He admitted defeat. He admitted yeah, he did, that the yeah. season is rubbish. Uh, and uh, yeah, there was plenty of tissues in the studio. Is there still a chance that we can get? What was it? Top four by December? No, I don't think well, we are. We are in <laughs> mid-December now. I think it's within two games that was like not going to happen. <laughs> we, threw, we threw it away within two games. We still haven't got a starting eleven. It changes every time. Uh, a lot through injury and stuff like that. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's um, it, it seems beyond our reach now to even get in the top four before Christmas. So, what I don't know what to celebrate, really. Ne- next Premier League game is on Sunday, 4 o'clock kick-off, and it has uh, sort of an interest not just with United fans, but with City fans. It's Manchester United travelling to Anfield for a game against Liverpool, which last year saw a one-all draw uh, at Anfield. Uh, Mourinho, the park, the bus phrase, was uh, sort of cemented in his Manchester United history. He parked the bus that day. He got the result. Um, would you be happy with another one of those performances, Steve? Or is it time that Mourinho gets that bus, goes, sells it on, and uh, makes United an attacking team? Be <laughs> well, maybe get a win at Anfield. The last thing you want to do is take a bus to Liverpool, as you, <laughs> <laughs> as my learned friend next to me has experienced. Um, in reality, I'm afraid that's what I think he'll probably do. There seems to be two Uniteds, and the one that the United that plays the best is the one that disregards all um, strategy by Mourinho. Comes from behind. Yeah, it comes from behind. So throws everything out the window of what he said and planned, and that's the better team. So that that is my that's my living proof that United needs to get rid of Mourinho. That is the one thing. So whatever argument ever comes up, that's the proof. The second thing is there's a there's two ways United play that way. Or the the, the cow, what I call the cowardly way, the passing sideways, the parking the bus, and all that, and that's Mourinho's primary strategy. 
And I'm afraid you're never going to do any any good in, in the, the Premier League playing like that anymore. So um, if that's what he intends to do, go and pack. Yes, that'd be a horrendously boring game. It might... That might be his long his strategy to try and get to top four before December. He must have seen that and thought, well, I'll park the bus at Liverpool. But it's it's time now. Just just change. Just get rid of it. Put if if we see uh, Rashford up front and other pacey um, uh, Martial, those pacey players, then we know uh, that he's he's actually disregarding this this cowardly way of playing. And then hopefully we know we're going to be attacking him we on the break and stuff. If we weren't be if we weren't you know recorded tonight, you know what I was going to suggest there. See if there are 48 United fans out there who want to put a vote of no confidence in on Jose Mourinho. Hey, see what I did there? I think we'd definitely find 48, by the way, but I don't think it would work. Is the perfect result for you on the weekend, uh, Ian, because City fans are facing this headache now. And I bet United fans are as well. Um, Is a perfect result a draw then if Jose parks the bus and gets a one-all draw? What's going through your head here? Uh, What's going through my head is a massive, massive dilemma. I actually don't know know what I want um, will I watch the game even probably depends on what else options I've got Not, and I don't mean that Mama in a flippant out, isn't it, on DVD? <laughs> I don't mean that in a flippant way honestly I, I'm, I'm thinking there is a bit of me that thinks if you watch it you put you through, yourself through the agony and, and you don't actually know who you're rooting for so if Liverpool score a goal you think oh good United are getting beat if United score a goal, you think, great, Liverpool again. I, I just don't know what I want. <laughs> For the first time in my life, I am in a real <laughs> dilemma here. What is, I, I suppose, well, so you can let us know. What, what would you rather the well, outcome It would be a draw, Most it? people are going to say to me, but most people listening to this are going to be, City fans I'm talking about, are going to be screaming at the radio, you idiot, of course we want United to win this game. Not yes. a draw, nope. but United to win this game. For two reasons. First of all, it takes three points off Liverpool. Secondly, it keeps Mourinho in a job for longer. So, <laughs> the double whammy you know from it. Plus, you're getting you back say... for that bus thing as well. you got all that. He thinks about the bus every minute. When you put it like that, you can honestly see that it's a massive headache for, for Manchester City fans. What will be, will be. That's the one. But for United fans, that is also exactly. a headache as well. If you beat Liverpool, you therefore give City the upper hand to win the league, or is it already sort of game over for that? You City. Well, I mean, well, what would you, who would you question, rather? Who would you rather win the league? Exactly. Liverpool. Would or... rather win the, who would I rather win the league? City or Liverpool? And that's the choice, clearly. Yes, because yeah. but well, unless anything... United are going to come on this great well, run. I tell you, I tell you what. You won the league last year, and I could cope with it. So I will say City again because I don't want to know what it's like if Liverpool win the league. I don't want to know what it's like if Liverpool win. Yeah, the league. I'm, I'm going to say your lifetime, Joe. Is it? It's never happened in my lifetime. Unbelievable! And just to, to say see that. the reaction on social media to a one 0 win last night uh, in the Champions League to actually see what social media would happen or the BT commentators because uh, they just sort of had a oh, mini breakdown unbelievable weren't they oh, oh absolutely Steve McManaman unbelievable I mean I know he's a oh, Liverpool legend they were last he's played for City as well and, and I know Stephen he's a nice lad but he just lets it go when he's <laughs> he doing commentary yeah. go. I couldn't I couldn't imagine what it's like if uh, Liverpool win the league so I'm going uh, City again if, 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 I mean if that's alright yeah I can cope with that more than I can Thank, cope with thanks, City thanks guys <laughs> you're welcome you've got your approval uh, I want to talk now about Manchester City and their uh, what I think is not being taken very seriously is their injury crisis. Yeah, the injuries is. to Manchester City 
It is. When I actually looked at who is out, and if I sort of took out the De Bruyne's, uh, obviously Mendy, and you've got Aguero, just three players that I've just taken Silver. Out. David Silva. David Silva, yeah, one. exactly. If I took away players from Liverpool that had the same sort of meaning to to obviously what they have to City obviously with Aguero obviously you stop striker you take Salah out you mm. take a playmaker out you take not only just a playmaker but the best two playmakers in David Silva and Kevin De Bruyne teams like Liverpool teams like Chelsea couldn't cope but yet we're still expecting Manchester City to still be at the top of the Premier League it's no one taking this injury crisis seriously Ian well, I mean I- we're looking at it I didn't really I didn't really get my head around how bad it is for Manchester City at the minute. For the first time yesterday, Pep, because I was at the press conference, did actually allude to that. And he was saying things like, we've only got 15 fit available players. And the rest of the world will look at that and just laugh and will say, hang on a minute, you're the richest club in the world. You've got this fantastic squad. You can spend on whoever you want. But you're talking in cliches there. The fact is that all those key players are out. Relatively speaking, he hasn't moaned about it too much, which is all credit to him. Mm-hmm. But it is getting to, um, I wouldn't say a crisis, that, that's been too dramatic. But to actually be missing those key players um, it is, is, is quite terrifying from a football perspective. Fernandinho is still feels to me as if he's the key player and he got an injury or had a problem with the, the upper part of his thigh at Chelsea mm-hmm. and started rubbing it. And when mm-hmm. I tweeted that out... People were going, oh, no, not Fernandinho. And yet David Silva got injured in that game. Aguero was already missing. Kevin De Bruyne, uh, Benjamin Mendy. You know, they're already without big, big players. If they were to lose Fernandinho, then I think for a while City really would have problems. They're probably not going to play Fernandinho tonight against Offenheim. I think it's likely to be either Gundogan. Um, They could really spring a surprise and bring this lad Gomez in, who's been playing in the... Under 18s and, and the under 21. Loving him, aren't they? And he, and he he's, and they got him from PSG, and, and he's he's quite a highly rated young young player, and he plays in that position. Yeah. Maybe not tonight's the night, but then then the question becomes: uh, if you look at the way that the groups that have finished now are finished, obviously the English clubs, City and United, can't play, but it looks as if finishing top of the group mm. could be beneficial because yes. the ones who finished top elsewhere are the ones you tend to want to avoid. But then, you know, Klopp's come out with, it doesn't matter who we get, and I suppose once he gets the knockout, it doesn't matter anyway, does it? You've got to beat them all, yeah, and all that cliche. But I'd still rather City top the group if they can. Um, Pep hinted again yesterday, well, we're already there, we've got lots of games coming up, we've got the injury crisis to manage, so he may field a weaker team tonight. You know, on the basis that he, he knows that it's not desperate tonight. Who's the other one most likely to go through your group then? Um, well, Leon. It's probably um, Leon, but Shakhtar is still in the mix. See, they're not. Yeah. They're not that hard to beat them. You wouldn't. You wouldn't tremble with fear if you have them. Leon. Yeah, Leon have got to win tonight, or they can draw. Or if Shakhtar win, that does mean they'll go above Leon and qualify. Often just I'm can only. But what 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 is good for City, I suppose, although German teams tend to be quite well motivated to be fair but they're Mm. away from home in this game is that all they can do is win and they could scrape into the Europa League Mm -hmm. I think Mm -hmm. it it would be the head to head on whoever is it would be very tight very tight so there's not much it's possible and I might be speaking wrong here that they actually can't qualify for the Europa League because of the head to head with whoever's in third place at the moment is that Shakhtar Shakhtar so it might be it'll be on how the head to heads went between and I can't remember off the top of my head but what I'm saying is they haven't got a lot 
to compete mm. for tonight. Yeah. So maybe they send out a slightly weaker team. Maybe they are slightly motivated, which might help City then with a weaker team still get the win that they need. Uh, Leon would have to, City would have to get beat. If it's is it going on goal difference, isn't it? To see no, head to head, head to head. If, it's, if the points are the same, it goes right. on head to head. Right. Okay. So I was going to say Leon would have to win by eight goals and hope City lose. But no, uh, if Leon wins, City get beat, then it will go head to head and Leon will top the group. But because obviously that means Leon will be on 10 points. But I mean, obviously... City need a point. City need a point. Uh, And we will obviously be talking about the Hoffenheim game uh, very soon. Um, We're going to go back to Liverpool shortly because James Milner got himself into the top 500 uh, for the um, most appearances... In uh, in the Premier League, uh, so I want to top go 500. top five hundred. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> what, what have I just yeah. said then? I, I think was... I released a record a couple of years ago. <laughs> I think I've done that. <laughs> what we're we talking about? I've just honestly nearly blacked out. Five hundred or more appearances in the Premier League. Now I can tell you there isn't many. There is cu- currently in the Premier League less than five hundred. Less yeah. than five hundred. No, there is. 13 players with 500 or more appearances. That's more impressive in that the Premier job. League. Thank you very much. Not a top 500. Uh, I, I want to do a little game with you as we go through oh, them all and see it's higher or lower. Oh. Yay. Classic. Xylophone time. Let's so, go. If, hey, leave me alone. If you look at uh, James Milner with 500, uh, he's the, at the bottom of the of the list. So we're going to work up. I'm going to give gonna you say, a name. The name you say is going to be higher than James Milner. Yes, he is. <laughs> That's give you, true. Two names, Ian. <laughs> Who has got more appearances in the Premier League? Sol Campbell or Phil Neville? Who has got more appearances in the Premier League? This isn't just for one club, this is overall. Phil. Uh, uh, I'll say Phil Neville. You'll say Phil Neville. With 503 appearances for Sol Campbell. 505 for Phil Neville. Oh. One nil cheesy. Uh, for you, Steve Shanyaski. Yes. Or Rio Ferdinand. Oh. Or Jamie Carragher. Um, Who has the most appearances? Let me think. I'm going to go... Uh, oh, I'm going to have to go Jamie Carragher. You're going to go Jamie yeah. Carragher? You get the, it's yeah, one all. It's set you up there. So that, yeah. Look, no, I, one didn't set anyone I, up. Can I choose real? No, I'm going to have to choose the Liverpool play. Yeah. He's done it deliberately. Go away. get it. For you, Mr. <laughs> Cheeseman, uh, we're going to go for either Steven Gerrard or Emil Heskey, who has got the most Premier League appearances. Steven Gerrard or Mr. Emil Heskey. I'm going to go for Emil Heskey. You go for Heskey. He takes the lead. It's 2-1. Surprised at that one. That one surprised me, that. Did, did it surprise you? Yeah. Catch you by surprise. Yeah. Uh, Emil Heskey, Steve, or Gary Speed? Oh, Hezzers. Hezzers with the first <clears throat> miss of an oh, open no. net. Heskey is on 516. Gary Speed, 535. Oh, wow. Okay, way over. Ian Cheeseman. David James or Mark Schwarzer? Schwarzer. Schwarzer. Or David James. Schwarzer, I'd say, because he played regularly in the teams he was in, whereas David James didn't. Go on. Oh, uh, no. David James with 50 more appearances. 572. Right, we're getting into the nitty-gritty Boy, here we now. go now. Equaliser on the cards, eh, Steve? Equaliser. Is it Ryan Giggs or Frank Lampard with the most appearances? Oh, Giggs. Giggs. Are you sure? I'm just going to say, James. I'm saying Giggs. Yes. yes. 
So yeah. we have a, a little. We'll do a tiebreaker. We'll do a tiebreaker. Run off to the side of the pitch. And right. You need to keep there. this number to your head. Have you got any pens or papers? I don't want anyone cheating. I've got pens and I've got an head. Right, I can okay. sell you a penny in if you want. Gary, uh, <laughs> Gary Barry is top of the list. Right. But I want to know how many appearances you think he's got. So keep, write it down or keep it to yourself. Yeah. Then we're going to read it out. So he's top of the list. He's the most... Well, uh, he's writing his down, so, so I can just say okay, number, yeah, yeah, can't I? Yeah, no, no, but you can't go... No, because I No, because I won't know his number. You I'll go, say it first. You go first, then. Yeah, no then cheating. His, I'm, not, I'm not looked. I'm not looked. Okay, so uh, Ian Cheeseman, can you give me how many appearances you think Gareth Barry has had in the Premier League? 603. 603. Ooh. Uh, and then, Steve, how many do you think? I wrote 568. 568, he did. He did. I can tell you that the winner... Oh, he's got 653. Ian oh, Cheeseman, wow. you Ooh, have taken well the victory. Jeez. Well done, Ian Cheeseman, for that one. Do you know, we never really come to the end of this music, but here it is. <laughs> This has been another game from the Wednesday Club. Whoa! What a lovely ending. Finish that just in time. We We really did. Uh, Let's just say that feature didn't run over. Um, Gentlemen, we're going to take a little break and we'll be back. Uh, We're obviously going to be talking about tonight's game in the Champions League. Uh, And obviously, games games in the Champions League. uh, Looking at. Valencia against Manchester United, mm. Hoffenheim against Manchester City, uh, and then maybe talking more about the Premier League and Steve's Secret Santa. We won't be revealing it, but we tried to get you on the phone last week for a Yeah, chat. I was having Prosecco with my wife. You were I, didn't, I didn't know, did I? Neither did I. Uh, we are not live today. We are pre-recorded. So if you're trying to get through, uh, make sure you do next week when we will be live. Uh, thank you very much for listening. We're going to take a little break and we'll be right back after this. Good roll. Hello and welcome back to the Manchester Football Social. This is the Wednesday Club. My name is John McGrath. I'm joined on the red side by Steve Shanyaski. Hello. Hello. And on the blue side by Mr. Ian Cheeseman. Hello, Ian. You know what? I think we need a psychologist to come in for Steve. Why? What's break, up? He's been, he's been telling me his walls. He needs to lay on one of those. <laughs> those ben, what do they call them? A Shane New or something? Shed Long. We got one. Shed Long. We got one, yeah. Shed Long. We need to, we need it's what I sleep on when I've been naughty and drunk. My wife. He needs to let his feelings out, you know. And, he uh, does. You know, she long, get Sheslong out. Stop imagining me lay on a Sheslong. I think, he does it all I think the that's time. more the issue here. Uh, so on the Wednesday club, <laughs> next Wednesday, we are going to be doing something uh, called Secret Santa. You obviously do it in your offices, but this one has got a bit of a twist to it. Uh, we invited three City fans, one being Ian, your friend Paul, and uh, Phil, the black taxi driver, who's a regular uh, on the Manchester Football Social. Uh, he's, a, he's a brilliant man. And then we invited United fans, three United fans. Yeah. Trevor, who you'll see on the the full time Devils, Trevor Lynch. Yeah. Steve Shanyaski uh, on the Wednesday. He was club. having prosecco and Heineken with his wife. And, didn't and Alex Borman from the Wednesday Club <laughs> as well. These three United and City fans will not just be buying uh, for just anyone. They'll be buying for City fans, buying for United fans. United fans buying for City fans. <laughs> it can only go well, can't it? Uh, we'll be doing the big reveal uh, next Wednesday. You can see what everyone's got each other. Um, but is everything, just a little checkup. Is it all going well? You got your presents sorted, Steve. Mine has returned from the manufacturers. It has, uh, it has. They have absolutely nailed it beyond belief. <laughs> it is You've got one your of the greatest made. things I think I've ever made in my entire it's life. It's under a fiver, you know. It's yeah. It's four pound ninety nine, oh. and I'm not going to charge you for the wrapping. 
Because <laughs> that definitely brought it over. It's good rapping, you see. It's Clinton. Clinton, three quid, it was a roll. So. Really? A roll? That's bad. Yeah, I had it left over from last year, and I think I must have bought 20 <laughs> rolls for like a quid. So, yeah. So, uh, all I can say is, if you're looking forward to that, head over to our Twitter, MCR Foot, Footy Social. Uh, we'll be doing the opening on air, and we'll be uh, making sure it's all filmed so you can see what every present is. Uh, <laughs> but that is next week. The final Wednesday <laughs> club. Wait. The final Wednesday wait. club of the year, which is sad, because obviously the, the Wednesday is Boxing Day. Um, which is the 26th and our final one so uh, I'll wear Christmas jumpers or I'll bring a cracker in and that what, yeah you, what your girlfriend what a cracker in yeah you're going to bring your cracker in <laughs> I don't know what does hey. that mean what does a cracker mean is that it's, an old it, saying it, I'm you're, you're old... a millennium so yeah you don't I have no idea what I bring a cracker She's in is I bring my girlfriend in with crackers <laughs> Uh, let's now talk about crackers. That's the bottom yeah. line, isn't it? Let's now talk about Manchester City against Hoffenheim tonight over at the Etihad. Uh, you'll be over there, Ian Cheeseman, Indeed. doing your vlogs. Yeah. Um, Steve, have you ever been in one of Ian's vlogs? Can Steve be in your vlog tonight? Of he, well, not tonight. Oh, no, why? He's, he's irrelevant tonight. But when we play the derby <laughs> match mm. at Old Trafford, yeah. will you go to the game? Uh yeah. Let's get you in the vlog then. Let's I was going to say vlog, speak to my agent, but then I thought derby game. Actually, yeah, I quite 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 like to go to that. We'll yeah. get you in the vlog for that. No okay. problem. Great. How are you feeling going into the game then, uh, Ian? It's just got to be get a point and you're top of the group. Is it as simple as that? Uh, well, Phil Foden signed a new five and a half year contract uh, yesterday. Um, well, he might not have signed it yesterday, but it was announced. Yeah. Mm. Uh, I would imagine he'll start. I would imagine that's a, a big game for him. People have been crying out for him to play in games. This is tailor-made, injury crisis, and a game that isn't jeopardy, isn't do or die. If they lose, it's not the end of the world. Not that I'm saying just because he plays, they'll lose, mm -hmm. but it means that there's no pressure on him. He can, he can go out there and express himself. Uh, we might see uh, a last appearance by Diaz, although I think City are still trying to negotiate keeping him, um, but it looks as if he may well be on his way. Um, and there'll be other opportunities for people as well. Hard to predict what's going to happen, though, in that game. Um, so let, let, let's see. But um, it's an exciting game because um, City are trying to bounce back from the Chelsea game. They've got to get the momentum back. And winning, as I said before, winning the, the group puts you in a great position for that draw next Monday. And I desperately want to see City win that group so that they can draw my second team, Schalke, in the next phase of the competition. Will this up, um, will the Chelsea defeat have any sort of repercussions on tonight's game? Or is no, there, I don't the, think what so. is this talk of psychology and complacency? Because all I'm hearing now is people saying yeah, City are becoming complacent because they're no. they're so sort of bored of passing it around and just thinking they're going to no. win every game. No, no, I don't think that's true at all. Well, <laughs> I think you just, just said that with a little Steve mischievous little smile in his face. <laughs> Was that written down on your notes? Before you, <laughs> in your the book I'm going to say this one. Yeah. <laughs> what do you mean to... Uh, no, to, no, to the, they are saying that, though. There's they no are saying that. Well, they, who? They? You mean you and yourself? So, so, Tommy Johnson was uh, saying that on the telly the other week. <laughs> who? <laughs> little Tommy Johnson? Yeah. No, no, his big brother. There's, no, there's not. I'll tell you what, at Chelsea, City played really well. And they didn't score because they hadn't got Aguero. They hadn't got somebody to finish the moves. Mm. Raheem Sterling, who's obviously been talked about a lot, lot this week because of the terrible racism yeah. and everything. Yeah. But if you forget that, just look at the football. He missed a couple of chances. He should have scored them. 
City might have won that game if it had done that. Would you say that there were lulls in their per- uh, play- performance, though? Like, maybe 20-minute lulls? I love this. this is like the reason why I'm saying it is... The reason why I'm saying it is because you denied it, but when you played United, there were lulls in our game. As what you, There were lulls where City had 20-minute, 25-minute periods where not a lot was going down at all. Well, I think it's fair to say that uh, you, no team can play at their maximum for 90 minutes in a football match. And what City do is in those positions, those lulls, as you call them, I wouldn't describe them as a lull, but in those quieter periods, mm. then they retain possession. That's the number one priority. They probe and they keep possession because players basically get knackered if they run around at a million miles an hour for 90 minutes. They manage the game is another expression. Yeah. I wouldn't call it a lull. Uh, at Chelsea, for the first 40 minutes of that game, I thought they were at full pelt all the way through it. Mm. Pep said afterwards that he thought City played really well. He was really pleased with the way they'd played. And then they conceded a goal. Leroy Sane arguably switched off. Uh, in comes Kante, scores that goal. And then suddenly, as you know, in those big games, first games, first goal's crucial. Yeah. The whole match potentially changes. Yeah. So, no, I don't I don't think there's, there's a complacency at all. Um, I'm, I'm staggered by how motivated these players look constantly throughout games at Watford for for 80 85 minutes I know they got a late goal Watford but they were they were on it all the time the movement the passing it blows me away and I don't think there's any sign of that dropping at the moment but but without key players then clearly the standard might not be quite as high and certainly getting that killer goal mm. is the thing that you you miss first when you've not quite got Everybody at the races, everybody that you want anyway. Do you need a striker? Possibly. I was going to say, do you think anything will come of uh, Pep's uh, change of mind to spend it in January? No, I don't think he will. I think he's quite stubborn. Um, He's a bit Theresa May-ish. Did he do anything last January? A bit of politics again. That vote's second place. You've chosen us. Did he do anything in January last season, Ian? I've I've completely forgot. Has he not been known to do anything in January? I can't remember off the top of my head, but I'm pretty sure. Well, we went obviously for um, Sanchez yes. last January. Went for so, but there's no Riyad the pa- Mahrez. There's no attacking so, player so, you really want this January. I wouldn't. I wouldn't say so. I think if he, if he was to sign anybody, I think it'd be a player to cover Fernandinho. He tried mm-hmm. to sign um, Jorginho. He tried to sign Fred. Fred's the first mutterings of City being linked with Fred came last January, and they couldn't get it through. And then obviously that gave five months for our. Nemesis to sue. Oh, oh, oh! <laughs> City rate Fred. We must sign him then. And, oh, we've got him now. What we're going to do with him? We're not going to play him. him. Obviously, bench him. yeah. Let's not let's play him. him. You know, we, but we, at least we beat City to get him, eh? Um, so they might go and sign somebody like that. But he has been adamant. Not that people always do what they say, mm. but uh, he has been adamant, Pep, that they won't be signing anybody in January. But about the striker, Jesus hasn't been quite the threat that he was when he first came in. There's been quite a bit of criticism. It looks as if he's lost a bit of confidence. Aguero, no doubt about his quality. Uh, but there isn't a third alternative apart from playing this, playing this false nine. And I don't... It, as, as good as Sterling in is, and I think he's a fabulous player, to me, you play him on the right-hand side and he is devastating on the right. But in the middle or on the left, I don't I don't see him at this stage. Maybe he'll what, improve under what Pep. I will say, only from my sort of vague uh, viewing of um, watching games when Sterling is playing, I find that he's like like um, a Rashford in that he needs a lot of chances. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, he does need a fair. That, that's what I mean. The law of averages. You need that. You need a player where you just get averaging. that. Yeah, you need that one that 
that 50% strike rate or even 80% so or something. So as a winger, you, you can have, when the yeah. pressure's not on you to be the main goal scorer, yeah. you can miss chances and you can float in from the wing, you can take up central positions that people aren't expecting you to take up. Um, but when he's actually playing in that central role, then it, you know, then everybody's mar- you know, you, you, you're much closer marked, I would suggest, in the middle, yeah. and you're expected to score the goals, and that isn't his game yet. Yet. Uh, so let's move be. on to Manchester City. Uh, Man- Manchester United, we yeah. just talked about. I've never heard uh, Steve ask more questions to Ian than over that. You, did you enjoy that? I sort didn't enjoy a second of it, no. <laughs> He's so grilling it with me. <laughs> Ian had a, a, I was just merely treading water to the main event, which is how excited everyone is to hear about United. Yeah, the answer to everything. <laughs> yeah. uh, talking about Manchester United, a game against Valencia today. Um, what are your thoughts going into this game? Weird thoughts. I've got strange thoughts. Um, one is that Pogba that's being... always the case, no way. by the way. There's, a, I mean, there's, a, there's an um, unrelenting uh, disapproval of Matic ever being on the pitch at the moment from pretty much every single United fan. Really? But uh, it's just, I thought he was a key player. Does nothing, nothing. He's, he's, he's very important. He's been very, this season, oh, so much, I don't know what's happened with him. Um, Pogba, I believe, is he's starting because he's testing him out for the weekend, as I said earlier in the game, which is such a strange thing. Um, but also we've got um, the saying that uh, McTominay will be starting Pereira. Now, I, I like Pereira. It excites me very much. McTominay um, just keeps looking a, a bit frightened. He's putting him in such important games in, in positions he's completely not used to playing. And he's, also, he's forcing him. Is it right back he's shoving him in or something? Well, here's the team that have travelled uh, to Spain. You've got Romero and Grant, so David Gea has been left behind. Young, Valenti, Bay Jones and Rojo. So only a short uh, defence. Fred, uh, Pereira, Herrera. Huh? Pereira and Herrera. McTominay, uh, Pogba, Lingard, Fellaini and Mata. And then Lukaku, Rashford uh, and Greenwood uh, for Manchester no, United. No Martial. So Martial hasn't travelled with the squad. Wow. Can I ask a question just before you go into the detail of an anal- analysing this game? Looking at it from where I am at the moment, because I'm uh, ignorant of, of this, mm-hmm. and there may be others thinking the same, right? United are already through. Yeah. What do they have to do to, to top the group? Yeah, uh, let me just double check it. I can assure you I've got it in front of me now. So, where is that group? V, G. Good job in research. Right, <laughs> so, <laughs> this is what they have to do. They have to hope that Juventus uh, get beat in their game uh, against Young Boys, which obviously not gonna would, would be that difficult. Not gonna and Manchester United have to win. So, no draws. They have to beat Valencia. So, in, effectively, being realistic here, it's a dead game for United, isn't it? Well, if it, yeah, they've just got to make sure if they want to have any chance of topping the group, just win the game tonight and then just hope that uh, young boys a draw. But realistically, they have got to be going there, and that's probably why he's left Martial so, and why he's done. So, that. so the difficult thing would be if a, if Juventus get a draw against Young Boys and United win, that means that both be on thirteen points. Uh, okay. Juventus, uh, United would then, if it goes on to goal difference then, because the head-to-heads, head to head, head but to United head. beat Juventus. What was the score? And Juventus, uh, three, no, 2-1. What was the other one? Uh, Juventus beat United 1-0. Right, well, the, then it, it will go on to head-to-head. So then, then it's the it's the biggest goal scorer. So who would be? So that's this is what I mean. So United uh, are currently on four goal difference, and Juventus are on six. Right. So I mean United, between the two. Or between the two. So United won two one. Two one. One. It's United will win on the head to head. Would they really? Yeah. If Amazing. if we've just if figured Juve, that out if on the Wednesday draw, club right if now. If Juve draw. If Juve yeah. draw and United Which win. Which ain't gonna happen. Basically. No, it isn't. That's why I said it's a dead rubber. You can do all this hypothetical. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we it's did. A dead rubber, so, Marie... We just did a lot of maths in our head then for no reason whatsoever. No, but I can see that 
what you're what you're sort of um, pointing towards is that you, Mourinho has a sort of a bit of an open uh, book to sort of play what he wants and maybe try. Yeah, right. Greenwood, exactly, Greenwood yeah. has travelled to United fans, uh, full time Devils, who we do a lot with on Thursday. Put out who would you want to start? And I'll just read the the top uh, the the attacking players: uh, Fred Pereira and Pogba as a three in the midfield. Mata underneath Rashford and Greenwood. Obviously, giving Greenwood his first opportunity is the most common reply to uh, full-time Devils asking. Mourinho said in his press, uh, uh, which I watched earlier from either today or yesterday, that the kids will not be starting. So, there you go. And in fact, is it Greenwood? The only reason why he's travelled is in case of injury during uh, uh, prep, basically. Well, so you can you can dream on with positive that. there. If Greenwood's Greenwood is listening to start, Wednesday, start knocking, kicking him in the knees, mate, because <laughs> it's the only chance you've got. <laughs> Bit of positives there, uh, right? So, Ian, uh, you're currently being at the ground now. We're going to have to wrap, wrap yeah, up I'm the, at the Wednesday club. Now. It's very uh, noisy. It's very noisy there. Arriving. Predictions for you, Steve Shanyaski. What are you thinking? Uh, we're going to win two 0 Going to win two 0 Yeah. Uh, what are you, and Young boys going to be like? Oh, three uh, 0 <laughs> three nil, three yeah. nil to young boys yeah. winning the. Uh, winning no, not the young boys. Juventus, sorry, oh, right. Juventus are going to beat him. Um, <laughs> gee whiz, Steve, Ian, thank you very much for coming on. He's not even uh, asking me because he knows. Yeah, because you know you don't do predictions, do you? No. So anything. City hopefully will win. <laughs> City hopefully will win. Uh, this has been the Wednesday Club. Thank you very much. If you enjoyed this show, make sure you get the podcast here every episode. Even if you've not enjoyed it, get the podcast. Yeah, get the podcast five stars well. and say Keep sell it on eBay if you don't want it. <laughs> Keep, <laughs> uh, and next week, the big week for us, we'll be opening our um, our Secret oh. Santa. It is the last show of the year as well. So if you're a fan of the Wednesday Club, put it in your diary to listen live six or seven. Want as many of you as possible getting involved in the show, and we'd love to love to hear from you about. Uh, the year 2018 we'll be doing some uh, Wednesday Club Awards uh, so from myself Ian and Steve uh, thank you very much for listening uh, over and out